Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. Andrew brought good news to me. I could understand the Bible more the way he taught it. Jesus forgave you one time, and that's for everything. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I am going to share a teaching with you that is one of my least popular teachings. Most people uh, hate this title. They think that this certainly doesn't apply to them. But if not for yourself, you need to get this for somebody else. My teaching is self-centeredness, the source of all grief. And most people just don't think, well, that's not for me. But I tell you what, this is something that would radically transform your life. This is just a little short booklet. We're making it as a free offer. Maybe that will sweeten it enough that people will write in and get this. But I promise you, this is one of the most important things that God showed me. As a matter of fact, many years ago, this has been, I couldn't tell you for sure, but it's probably close to 20 years ago when I had this on a cassette tape, Joyce Meyer uh, got blessed by this and she ordered a hundred of them so that she could give to her friends. (laughs) Uh, Joyce and Dave and I have been friends for a long time, not close, but distant relatives. But I'm just saying that I really believe that this is a powerful, powerful teaching that would help you. And although most people think, well, this isn't me, I think you're going to find out as I go through this series, that this is you. Every one of us has to deal with ourself. This, I'm going to try and make this just a one-week teaching, so this will only be during this week. But um, I tell you, we're going to cover some things that you don't hear very often. Matter of fact, you know, the generation that I grew up in the 1960s, it was actually called the me generation. And I mean, it was all about self, and they broke away from norms. They, They... Uh, threw off responsibility. That was the hippie movement. And uh, I tell you there, uh, whether you're a part of that me generation or not, every one of us was born absolutely self-centered. I mean, it was all about us. When you were a little baby, you didn't care if your mother had just gotten, you know, just given birth, was up all night long. If she needed sleep, you didn't care. You know, if you were to take a baby into a Church service, they don't care if everybody's trying to listen to the minister or whatever. Man, they'll throw a fit, they'll cry, they'll do whatever. We all come into this world self-centered. And sad to say, this is one of the jobs of parents is that we are supposed to teach our children that you are not the center of the universe, that the world doesn't revolve around you. As Jesus taught, and I'll be getting into some of these things in more detail, but He says it's in losing your life that you find it. If you seek to keep your life, then you'll lose it. But if you lose your life, you'll find it. It's in serving other people. It's in exalting God and exalting other people above yourself. That's what truly makes you happy. And yet I would say that the vast majority, I could say probably 100% of everyone believes that it's all about me. You're like a vacuum cleaner, just sucking everything towards yourself and you're thinking about yourself constantly. Now, you can overcome that. You can get free from that. You never get 
to where it's never a factor that you're dealing with, but you can overcome self. You can die to yourself is what the Scripture talks about. But it doesn't happen automatically. It is not normal. You are swimming upstream when you start putting God and other people ahead of yourself. And I tell you, there's not much of a role model for this. Sad to say, even in the church realm, you'll see such competition. You know, I was just visiting with some good friends of mine yesterday. We had lunch together, and they were basically unbelievers. They weren't raised in church, but they got born again. And when they came into church, they were just shocked. They were shocked that they were seeing the things going on. They had never heard of a church split. They couldn't understand why people would, you know, just split a church. 800 people in their 2,000-member church just split. And, and they said they had never heard of such. They had to go to people and ask, what is this about? And this is one of the things that I'm going to teach you, uh, that it's only our selfishness that causes contention. And some people will disagree with that. I'm going to get into a scripture here in just a moment. Don't reject this because that sounds so contrary. But this is exactly what the scriptures teach. And anyway, my friends were just amazed at how there was so much infighting and selfishness and promotion of self. You know, I am a minister. And of course, I love ministers. It's what God called me to do. But I see this among ministers, that there is so much competition Ministers won't help others. You know, we have guests on our programs and, and uh, we interview people and do things like this. And when they come on, we tell the people, you know, to put up their web address, make sure that people can contact them. If they are blessed, that they can go directly to their thing. And I mean, every time I have somebody on who's been on other programs and stuff, they'll say, nobody does this. They, and the reason is because they don't want their audience giving to someone else. It's all about self. It's all about, well, this might affect my income. This, people might like them better than they like me. But man, we promote other people. I believe that if I'm building the kingdom of God, that God is going to take care of me. I don't have to build a fence around me and just try and uh, put everybody else down or you know, restrict people having access to them, make sure that they give me their product and so you have to contact me to get their product. Don't go directly to them because I might lose a name. I might lose money. You can say what you want, but that, to me, I believe that's just selfish. It's insecure. And ministers are some of the most insecure people. You'll find out that people in churches, they are usually open to, man, if God is doing something new, if there's a new thing happening, if somebody's being blessed over there, people in the church would be glad to embrace that and reach across the aisle, reach across a denomination and touch somebody else. But most ministers won't encourage that because they're afraid that if their people go over to a revival service or a meeting, a special speaker at somebody else's church, it's going to affect them. They might like this other church better. And there's just always this competition. And I guess some people have just grown used to this, but I tell you, I believe it is not a blessing to God. I don't believe that God likes this self-centeredness at all. And as the title of this little booklet goes, self-centered is the source of all grief. And a lot of people may disagree with that and say, no, it's what this person has done to me. You don't understand. I was raised in a dysfunctional family. I had this happen to me. If I just had this, and you look at all these things that are outside of you, 
as being the problem. And if I could just control this, if I could get people to treat me some way, and so you want to pass laws that people treat you a certain way. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not saying that we shouldn't address problems in society. You know, I could spend weeks on this. I'm trying to condense things. So I'm saying some things without giving it the full explanation that maybe I would like to. I do believe that there are some things that you need to address in society, that there needs to be laws, there needs to be certain things done. But if you are looking for laws and rules and regulations to control everybody else, that everybody else is going to treat you right, that nobody will ever say or do anything wrong towards you, you are spitting in the wind. It will not accomplish anything. You cannot control, you can't pass enough laws to change fallen men and make all of them to where they treat you the way that you're supposed to. You can't control everything out there, but you know what you can do? You can control you. You can change what's on the inside of you that makes you so susceptible to people's criticism so that you are so easily hurt so that you were so easily offended. You know, some of the things going on in our society today, people are this political correctness and I saw a cross and it offended me. It made me uncomfortable. That is just crazy that you are somehow or another thinking that you are going to live in some society that nothing you'll ever see here, that people will always treat you right. That is so immature. That is so childish that you are trying to regulate everything out there. I tell you, we live in a fallen world. There are more than enough people who don't love you and aren't ever going to love you. And for you to think that somehow or another you can make every situation and change everything so that you'll never have a problem and stuff, you just need to pull your thumb out of your mouth. You need to grow up. You need to recognize that, man, there are evil people out there. We are in a battle. And I can't control what everybody else does, but I can control me. You know, I was in a meeting this week and my executive team was talking about uh, how we should treat some certain things. And I said, look, I am not ever going to get to where I just control and try and make everybody do everything. And I'm not going to allow anybody to associate with me that, you know, unless they have everything perfect. I said, I am not the doctrine police and stuff like this. I said, I love people. And there's people that I see the anointing and the blessing of God, and I may not agree with everything, but I'm not going to criticize them. They came back at me, but this people could criticize you because you've associated with this person and things like this. And I had to stop them and I said, look, this will not be the first time I've been criticized. I am not trying to live my life and make my circle of friends and control everything and make it so strict that there will never be a criticism come against me. That is an impossibility. I don't even have that as a goal in my life. But I have gotten to a place to where I have found my contentment and my satisfaction, my identity in the Lord to such a degree that I don't have to have everybody's approval. I've got thousands of people that hate me. I've got blogs written about me. One of them says I'm the most dangerous man in America and they come against me and say things. And I've just gotten to where, you know what? I can't control what everybody else does, but I can control me. I can cast my care over on the Lord and I do not have to be offended because somebody doesn't like me. And I know that there's people watching this program right now that this is like radical. You have never even thought this way. 
the way you're trying to deal with all of the hurt, all of the rejection, all of the criticism, everything negative that comes towards you, you're trying to stop them. You're going to cut off this relationship. You are going to try and make people pass a law. You're trying to change uh, society so that nobody ever offends you or ever does anything. I'm telling you, that's the wrong approach. You are not going to change over 7 billion people on this planet. You can't even change in the nation that you live in, the United States, 320 million people. You are never going to get them to where they're all acting right and doing everything right. There's people that are going to cut you off in traffic, not because they're terrible people, but because they are self-centered. They're only thinking about themselves. They don't realize that anybody else is in traffic. They'll turn and they'll do things. And if you are waiting until you just somehow or another make everybody act right and treat you right, you are never going to arrive. You will never find joy. You'll never find peace. But I'm telling you, I have discovered something here about self-centeredness being the problem, not their problem, my problem. Why is it that what people think about me hurts me so much? Why is it that it affects me? How come that a person can just say or do something, I fall apart like a $2 suitcase? Is that their problem or is it my problem? And I know that some of the people watching this, again, our society has this mindset that I'm never the problem. It's always everybody else. The reason I'm a total jerk is because I was abused when I was a child. I grew up in a dysfunctional family. And so rather than us accepting responsibility for who we are today, we talk about what happened 20 and 30 and 40 years ago. And that is a justification for us limping through life and having a chip on our shoulder. I'm telling you, that is the wrong way to approach everything. You can't control all of this. The only thing you can control is you. Your authority ends at the end of your nose. And for you to try and make everybody else treat you right and do everything, you are just, you are totally disconnected. You aren't dealing in reality. But I tell you, I can deal with me so that I don't care what other people do. I'm going to have joy and peace because I have found the Lord. I found my relationship with Him. When other people mischaracterize uh, me and criticize me and say things, that's not going to affect who I am. Man, I know that God, he's, he's consistent. He's faithful. He never changes. And God loves me. God not only loves me, He likes me. He carries my picture in His wallet. He's got a picture of me on His mantle in heaven. God loves me not because I'm lovely, but because He is love. I have found my identity and satisfaction in the Lord. And because of that, even though I don't want you to hate me and I don't, want, I don't enjoy people disliking me, it's not going to keep me up at night because I have found how to find my contentment in the Lord. And it's not all about what you think about me. These are the things I'm going to be talking about this week. And I tell you, if you can receive this, this would radically, radically change your life. Look at this verse in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10. This is where... God showed me a lot of these things that I've already been talking about. I'm going to start going to Scripture and verifying this. But in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10, it says, Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Notice it says only by pride. In the Hebrew language here, if you go back into the original language, the word only means only. 
It means this is the only way it happens. The only reason that there is contention, and let me turn over here to uh, Proverbs chapter 17, and I believe it's verse 14, the beginning of strife is as when one letteth out water, therefore leave off contention before it be meddled with. So that verse is saying strife is, or contention is the beginning of strife. So plug that back into Proverbs 13, 10. Only by pride cometh contention, or only by pride is how strife gets started. It's the only way. It's not a leading way. It's not the case for those who have a type A personality. It's not for those who are just this overachiever and stuff that pride is what makes them have uh, strife and contention in their life. It says the only thing that causes strife and contention is pride. And did you know that is such a radical statement that if I wasn't reading this out of... Well, let me rephrase that. Even though I am reading this out of Scripture, I would say that the majority of people watching this program will sit there and say, I don't believe that. Most people do not let the Bible get in the way of what they believe. But this is what Scripture says. Only by pride comes contention. It's the only thing that does it. And, and there's people again saying, but, I, but wait a minute, it, it's, I'm angry because this person hurt me. You don't understand what this person did. I have counseled lots of people. I pastored for a number of years and I had people come in. I dealt with marriage situations. I've dealt with so many people who are angry and bitter and operating in unforgiveness. And every time you begin to challenge them about, you know, going ahead and turning the other cheek and loving this person and just walking away from the situation and not getting into strife, every time you start counseling a person like that, they will immediately start telling you what the other person has done, start showing you how unjust it was what they did. And, and what they're doing is saying that it's not my fault. I'm not the one who caused this anger. I'm not the one who caused this situation. It's what they did to me. And yet this scripture is saying it's not what other people do that causes strife and contention in your life. It's what's in you that causes strife and contention. And again, I know that there's people watching this saying, I don't believe that. I'm reading this to you from God's Word. Only by pride comes contention. And I know that this is so contrary to what most of us have been taught that it's hard for you to wrap your brain around, but I'm encouraging you to humble yourself and say, God, that doesn't make sense to me. This is against everything that I've ever thought or heard, but this is straight from the Word of God. If I'm missing it, show me. If you would just, you know, crack the door open, if you would unbolt this door and say, is it possible that the way that I've been thinking and the way that I've been raised and the way that I've been dealing with conflict in my life, is it possible that there's something wrong with me and the way I'm processing it, not just the way that other people are touching me? If you would just unbolt your door and crack it open just a little bit, I believe that God could speak to you and show you and He could change some things in your life. But there are people watching this that you don't care what the Bible says. You don't care. You know that the reason you are so angry is because of these other people. And you aren't going to let go of it. I'm telling you that that's a wrong decision. That's a wrong way to respond. Jesus is, of course, the greatest example 
of this, loving other people and putting other people ahead of Himself that the world has ever seen. And even on the cross, as He was being crucified, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They had spit in His face. They had blindfolded Him, slapped Him in the face and said, prophesy if you're the Son of God. Tell us who it is that smoked you. They stripped Him naked. They humiliated Him. They crucified Him. And He was Lord God Almighty. You know, as that song goes, He could have called 10,000 angels. He could have wiped out the entire human race. Nobody took His life from Him. He gave it. And yet in the midst of all of this rejection, if anybody was ever unjustly uh, persecuted, criticized, treated badly, if anybody was ever, you know, had negative things happen to him, it was Jesus. And yet He was able to turn around and say, Father, forgive them. He was thinking of them. Even as He hung on the cross, He saw His mother and He says, Woman, behold your son, talking about the apostle John. And then He spoke to John, Behold your mother. And He took care of His mother. Even as He was in agony and dying and suffering all of this, He was thinking about His mother. He was thinking about other people. He was thinking about you and me. Hebrews chapter 12 says, For the joy that was set before Him, He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God the Father. The thing that allowed Jesus to go through the cross was He wasn't just looking at the suffering and the pain. He was looking beyond it. He could see by faith that He was going to be resurrected and that people, that you and I, would accept Him as our Savior and that He would bring salvation and deliverance and healing and prosperity to us. And He looked at us and saw that what was going to happen to us was worth His suffering. But see, the reason most of us can't get... We can't do those things. We can't say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do is because we are so self-centered. We're just thinking about us. We're thinking about our suffering. And because of that, it just magnifies and it becomes this overwhelming thing. Your emotions follow your thoughts. And if you are a self-centered person, if you're just thinking about, look what they've done to me, this is unjust. And if you're looking at everything only from your selfish perspective, it is impossible for you to have joy in the midst of rejection and criticism and negative things happening. But if you could ever get to where self isn't the focus of everything, if you could love God and other people more than you love yourself, you can actually get to a place to where, like Jesus, you say, Father, forgive them. You're thinking more about them than you are yourself. And I know some of you think this is impossible. You are saying things that can't work. It doesn't work this way. I'm telling you, this is my personal testimony. I haven't arrived Nobody has ever just dealt with self so that there is no ounce of selfishness in you whatsoever. I am not saying that. But God has shown me things and I have dealt with this to such a degree that some of the very people who hate me and say bad things about me, I love them. I have done nothing but bless them. I've even given money to people who've called me a cult because not because they're bad people. I don't know why they did it, to tell you the truth, but they were still ministering the gospel. They're good people, and I just kept loving them. And did you know that those people have come around? And it took 20 years, but now we're friends. And we, we, they love, we love each other. And I've been able to love people, and I never took the resentment and the hurt and the pain. This can work. I'm telling you, this will change your life. So I've got this teaching entitled Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief. And this is just a little small booklet here. We're offering this to you as our free gift. And I promise you this will change your life.
And if you think you got it all together, well then get this for somebody else because I know that you know somebody who's selfish. Amen. Probably that person in the mirror, but if not, get it for somebody else. This will be a blessing. Listen to our announcer as he gives you that information and please call or write today. Andrew's complete teaching titled, Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief, is available in a 56-page booklet. And today, Andrew would like to offer this booklet in either English or Spanish as his free gift to you when you contact us. This offer is limited to one free book per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. This teaching is also available as a single CD or DVD made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I'd like to invite you to join me on June the 5th and the 6th for our Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference. This is going to be specifically to motivate and equip people how to get involved in their political realm, in the government, and get make a difference, how to vote, how to motivate people to vote, to equip them, to give them tools. We've got James Robinson is going to be our speaker on Friday night. That's going to be powerful. And then we got a whole day Saturday of great speakers lined up, some practical things. We are specifically focusing on pastors, and I believe it's really going to be a powerful thing. So I encourage you to come join us on the 5th and the 6th of June for our Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference right here in Woodland Park. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you are created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? I'd like to invite you to join me for Karis Days. And this is a live stream event where you aren't coming to our Woodland Park campus, but instead you go to our website, you find the nearest campus to you, 
and you go to that campus and we will be live streaming there, you will be able to see what your local campuses look like. Uh, you'll be able to meet with the staff there and to get a taste of it. And it's just gonna be a great event. We would like you to come and participate and find out if uh, Karis is something that God has for you to do. So check it out. The dates are on your screen, how you can contact us and check out your local Karis Bible College. Bring Karis with you wherever you go with our new Karis app. Free to download, the Karis app allows you to easily access everything Karis Bible College has to offer in one place. Receive exclusive grace content and explore unique Karis features. Download your app today.